welcome back to the Born to Prosper Essential Guide Series. Excited to be with you today in episode 6. And we're going to continue unpacking the revelation that you are born to prosper. The law of seed time and harvest. The law of dominion and control. We're busy with that. We've been unpacking truths like God blessed you. He said be what? Be fruitful. He said multiply. The lowest form of God's blessing is fruitfulness. But that's not where he wants you to remain. Our destination is dominion. And God wants you to understand that his will for you is to have dominion over his earth, over his creation, through Jesus Christ. The blessing of Abraham is upon your life. But also, God said fruitfulness is the starting point. Then I want you to go to multiplication. Get last week's episode if you haven't listened to it yet. And then he goes on to say, fill the earth. And we start to see that God starts to take us across borders. I mean, fruitfulness is a home-based business. And if you want to put it in an economic sense, multiplication is city business or national business and filling the earth is an international business so get ready as we're going to unpack god's revelation today god's going to stretch you to think beyond the borders of your country to think international because god wants you to fill the earth let's get into today's episode i'll see you on the other side of this well a great mentor of mine peter j daniels always said don't kill yourself but skill yourself I mean, the difference between killing yourself versus skilling yourself is one letter, the letter S. And that letter represents the word seed or the word seek. The seed to seek new information is how to manage an, an orchard versus only managing a tree. I mean, let's be honest. If you only have to manage one thing or you have to manage 50 things, you need a different skill level. You have to skill yourself. You have to upskill yourself in order to grow your capacity to increase. I mean, so many people are praying two liter cool drink bottles or cold drink bottles of blessing, but the, the bottle they give God is a 500 milliliter or a half a liter. Sometimes you're asking God to pour out a large amount of blessing, but God says, I'm trying to, but every time I pour it out, your container to carry the blessing is not growing. So we have to understand that part of God's blessing of our life is we also have to grow. As God increases us, we have to grow with that. And so when we see Jesus said in John 12, 24, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat. So Jesus said, unless the seed, unless the seed does what? Not fall in the ground. So we have to sow seeds into the soil of our own lives in order to grow, keep staying with the latest trends. What is God wanting us to do? So seeking new information on how to manage more increase will require the seed of seeking, knocking, and asking, which Jesus taught us. And he said what? He says, those that are already operating in multiplication or I need to go to dominion. But in order to go to dominion to fill the earth, you need to increase your information. You see, those that are ahead of us have been through what you are facing now. But without the seed of sacrifice and seeking information, Jesus continues in the beat parts, says, unless the grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Lazy learners, people don't like to learn, they don't like to seek, they don't like to knock, they don't like to ask. They want everything given to them, handed out. Many Christians, sadly, are like that today as well. They want God to hand them the blessing and they don't want to do nothing. But there's a God part and a man part. So, I mean, seed unsown remains alone. I mean, alone in its packet or bag, alone in its frustration of running a successful company or advancing in one's career, which in turn becomes worry in the mind of God's children. I mean, the thing God intended for your good and your increase now works against you due to your own choice to not sow seeds towards growing your capacity to handle more. I mean, look what the Bible says about knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 1 verse 5 says, 
a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Proverbs 2 verse 2 to 3 says, So that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding. Proverbs 23, 23, buy the truth and do not sell it. Also wisdom and instruction, understanding. So the Bible says you have to buy the truth. We know Jesus is the way and the truth and the life when it comes to our spiritual salvation and our eternal destiny. But when it comes to natural knowledge on the earth, how to build a bridge, how to build a wall, how to build a business, you have to buy that truth. You have to go and get a book at a bookstore, pay money. I mean, this book that I'm working through in our series we're busy with right now, I wrote this book and you can buy this book. I'm not trying to sell you the book, but it'll be an example of if you bought this book physically, it's a form of buying the truth because as you read the contents, you then get truth. And that's what Solomon was saying to us, buy the truth and do not sell it. So he says, buy it, hold on to it, and you'll get wisdom, instruction, understanding. So buying the truth comes from buying a book, attending a seminar, or asking a mentor that has information to help you understand how to manage multiplication. I mean, as mentioned previously, I had a mentor, Peter J. Daniels, who made the statement, what have you read in the last six months that once you've read it and applied it to your life will show an upward mobilization of your income? Let me say that again. What have you read in the last six months that once you've read it and applied it to your life will show an upward forward mobilization of your income? I mean, the reason the statement had such a profound effect on my life at the time I read it was that I was in a season of multiplication but was more frustrated and stressed than when I was in fruitfulness. I mean, my problem was not God, the government, or the devil. My problem was ignorance of my understanding. I mean, frustration is an indication that you've run out of information. Let me say that again. Frustration is an indication that you've run out of information. I mean, I had a certain amount of information that took me from sea to fruitfulness, but then I'd run out of information on how to get and to manage multiplication. I mean, every challenge or frustration you face in life is an indication that you run out of information. So have you ever been lost before while trying to find a location while driving? I mean, it's extremely frustrating. However, the location or destination has not disappeared or changed. I simply did not have enough or the right information to get to where I wanted to go. I mean, the same goes for transitioning from fruitfulness, one, to multiplication, many. The destination or the will of God has not changed. I simply don't have enough information to get there or to manage the multiplication when that's there. So when Peter J. Daniels made that profound statement about what have I read, I had realized that I was, I was the one killing myself and not skilling myself. But did you know that the average person spends less than $10 in, in dollar terms a year on, the, on reading, seeking, or obtaining information that'll increase their income? I mean, yet they'll spend more money on perfume or on deodorant which adds no value to their financial increase. And we know that your brain doesn't sit under your arm. And we know that sometimes we'll spend more money on smelling nice than actually learning something and increasing our value in order to alleviate some of the pressure we're facing in life. So I started buying the truth through books and seminars and seeking knowledge and wisdom. And the result over a three-year period in my case was that I was able to move from fruitfulness into multiplication and keep the multiplied blessing due to newfound information. So the same place where I was suffering financially then became a place of blessing and favor. Because failure is not final. I mean, the good news is that failure is not final. If you will continue reading this book or listening to this book, you'll discover a few keys to not making the same mistakes you, you might have made before. 
as well as doing it better and smarter the next time around. So believe you me, you'll be bigger, you'll be better if you don't quit on yourself because God has not quit on you, nor will he ever quit on you. I mean, the answer is simple. Change the seed that you were or were not sowing to good seeds and allow the principle of seed time and harvest to work for you and not against you. I mean, did you know that God is pleased with your multiplication? <laughs> did you know that God finds expression and gets glory through your multiplication, not your lack or your struggle? God doesn't get glorified through lack. That's why when Jesus was on the earth, he came to eradicate poverty. He healed deaf, the blind, he raised the dead. He filled nets with fishes. He put coins in fishes' mouth. He was always on the mission to show the earth that his father gets glory through increase and multiplication and healing and health. I mean, Jesus had to shift this fruitfulness to multiplication mindset in his own disciples to prepare them and their capacity for ministry. I mean, so some of Jesus' disciples were fishermen, yet they were only accustomed to living in the realm of fruitfulness and never had managed to transition into consistent multiplication in their fishing business. So instead of telling them that it's impossible to increase and advance, or instead of allowing them to settle at fruitfulness, he demonstrates multiplication to them through his ministry. In Luke 5 verse 4, we see that when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. I mean, listen to the original mindset of his disciples. We've toiled all night and caught nothing. It sounds a lot like fruitful and comfortable Christians. We toil often, we win some, then we lose some, but often we lose more than we win. I mean, Jesus knew that they had this mindset and like any strong and prosperous thinking leader who would want these people to prosper and to increase, he had to equip them, he had to change their mindset. So remember, his challenge there wasn't return to the shallow safety of fruitfulness or remain on the analysis paralysis of the shore. He says, no, Jesus commanded them. He says, launch out into the deep and let your nets down for a catch. In other words, he was echoing the words of his father in Genesis 1-28, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and fill your nets, in other words. So when they did launch out and obey his word, Look what happened, Luke 5 or 6. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So Jesus had just shifted them into the higher grade fishing class of multiplication. Notice, it was not one fish, but multitudes. That means they were multiplied or multiple many fishes. So let me remind you of what God said through Malachi, the prophet, about not having room enough to contain God's multiplication when we obey what he says. I mean, Malachi 3.10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I'll pour out such a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. So we see God says, test me. Apply this law of generosity of seed time and harvest. Apply this into your life and see if, if I won't respond through the harvest because I've hinged my whole creation on this principle. So people have this issue about tithing and offerings and giving, but it's not about tithings or offerings or givings or whatever you want to label it. It's about the law of seed time and harvest. If you sow much, you'll reap much. If you sow little, you'll reap little. So I want to dare you today. I want to challenge you today as you listen to this podcast and as you work through the series. Put God to the test. Bring your tithe. Sow your seed. Cast out your net. Buy the book. Attend the seminar. Sow your seed and watch what God will do in your life. Because you're not born to a life of lack or struggle or poverty. No, you're born to prosper. And you might be saying, but I'm so ready for multiplication. But I've got some more good news for you today. <laughs> if you think that multiplication is your destination, you're wrong. Because multiplication is not God's destination for you. Dominion is. So there are still a few higher grades you must get to 
So then you must also pass a few more tests. So the answer is yes, there is. Let's, let's have a look. Let's continue to unpack this truth around, remember God is taking us on this journey. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, what did he say? And fill the earth. So the next phase, the sixth truth that comes out of this powerful law is that you're called to fill the earth. You have to have an international mindset and not just a national mindset. Notice God doesn't say fill the city, fill the country. He says fill the earth. means God's will for you is to have international impact, international influence. And you must get this revelation. You know, after leaving the shores of barrenness by understanding God's powerful laws and having written our first test of obedience by planting our first seed, that obedience will take us to the place of fruitfulness. At fruitfulness, we face with our next test, and that was to sow seeds from all the fruit from the one tree. We grew our capacity and faith and passed that test, which then took us to a place of multiplication. And once again, in multiplication, we were given a test to write. That test was much bigger than our fruitfulness test. At fruitfulness, we sowed 50 seeds from our 50 apples on the one tree. But at multiplication, we have 50 trees each, having produced 50 apples, and we are now faced with a test of sowing 2,500 seeds, an exam we've never written before. I want you to notice the principle in action. The more you sow, the more you grow. So at fruitfulness, we had one tree in our back garden, but at multiplication, we needed to buy a piece of land to manage our orchard, and yet God is still not finished with us. He goes on to command Adam, fill the earth. So fruitfulness filled our garden, and multiplication filled our city. But the next phase of God's plan is for you to fill the earth. That means we will now begin to have multiple orchards in multiple cities around the world. So not only is that exciting, at the same time daunting, but at the transition from multiplication to filling the earth, the rules and capacity required have just changed. That's why filling the earth takes us internationally. I mean, God is now shifting your mindset and stature into the global or international space. Now I can immediately hear you saying, okay, so is everyone supposed to have an international stature, favor, increase in income? And my answer is, yes, you should. Why? Because God said so. What is the reason many don't have, have this income or never will? Because they either did not understand this truth or they became comfortable at local or national level of capacity. Look at what, where Jesus said our influence as Christians will go when we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So Jesus commanded us that our influence as Christians should go to the ends of the earth. It should be international. So I don't think much explanation is needed there. To the ends of the earth tells me all around the world. No, it's Jesus echoed what God prophesied over us in Genesis 1.28. So read what Isaiah prophesied would happen when you serve God fully. Isaiah 60 verse 4, lift up your eyes all around you and see. They all gather, they come to you. Your sons shall come from afar. Your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant and your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. So he said, people will come to you from afar as well as the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. Remember what the fullness of the blessing meant when Paul said, I come to you in the fullness of the blessing. The word fullness, remember we spoke about it in Greek is pleroma. It means of those things which a ship is filled, a freight, merchandise, sailors, oarsmen, and soldiers. So part of walking under the blessing, the fullness of the blessing of God, it's like a cargo ship full of freight and merchandise 
full of sailors and soldiers. So God wants to mature your understanding and capacity into an international capacity of sending and receiving international business and favor. So God wants you to fill the earth. Now, it's often the unbelievers who have no issues in understanding this principle more so than God's own children. We all use and buy products and services from companies and countries that are internationally based. And at the time of writing of this book and recording this book and being a South African myself, the current wealthiest man on the planet is a South African by birth named Elon Musk. And I don't mention this to favor him or say that it's all about being the richest man on earth, but it's about being inspired that a man born in Africa, which often is seen as a third world country in so many respects, has produced this person. This man, who through innovation and hard work became the richest man alive. If he can do it, why not you? Why not you be the next person the world will still say wow about? So let's not get lost in all the excitement of God's favor, but ask ourselves the question yet again. What will it take not only to get to the stage of filling the earth, but also what will prevent us from arriving there only to lose much again through the inability to handle God's blessing and therefore regressing back to a national level or even a local level of fruitfulness? I mean, the answer is simple. Systems. So systems bring and maintain success. When there are no systems in a business, in a church, in a city, in a nation, chaos eventually will ensue. So why do I say systems bring success? Well, again, it's not what I say. It's what God says. As we continue to unpack this great truth, and we're going to look at how do we bring this into under subjection, because it's critical you understand this. Then God blessed them. God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth. I'm going to pick up this next truth, the seventh truth in our next episode about subduing. It's such a revelation I got as a young businessman, even as a pastor, you know, having planted several churches since being in Cape Town. People ask me, like, how do you manage six or seven or eight or nine, whatever the amount of churches are? I just said to him, well, I got a revelation when I was a businessman. Systems bring success. If there's no systems, when Jesus was multiplying fishes and loaves, he had thousands of people. He told his disciples to break the people up into groups and to divide them into groups of 50s and 100s. It's systems. Jesus was very systematic in many of his approaches, and that brought him success. Can't wait to be with you on the other side of this. Hey, listen, have an awesome week. Remember, you are born to prosper. You're not born to a life of poverty, lack, and struggle. Remember, walk in the fullness of the blessing. You are born to prosper, child of God. Never doubt God. Never doubt yourself. Have an awesome, awesome week. Can't wait to be with you on the other side of this in our next episode. Be blessed.